KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. Torah podcast of Yeshivat Haratzion. We're broadcasting from Gushetzion. And if my microphone is sensitive, you should be able to hear the birds chirping in the background. Today is Thursday. Vav Tishrei. Today's shiur by Rav Yair Khan is the last in his series on the Yamim Noraim. Mesechet Yoma. The Mesechet that deals with the Avoda of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur begins as follows. Shivat Yamim Kodem Yom HaKippurim Afishin Kohen Gadol Mibetol Lushkat Palhedrin. Seven days before Yom Kippur, they would take the Kohen Gadol out of his house and they would place him in the Lushkat Palhedrin, one of the offices in the Mikdash, for those seven days. The Gemara brings Machlokas between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish regarding the source of this halacha. The Gemara in Dafbeza Meralif says as follows, Menahani Mili, how do we know this? Amr Ab Yochanan, Amakra, Kasher Asa Bayom Hazeh, Tziva Hashem Lasot Lechaper Lechem. Lasot Elu Maase Para, Lechaper Elu Maase Yom HaKippurim. The Pasuk which Rab Yochanan is referring to is a Pasuk that deals with the Meluim. Meluim were the seven days in which they were mechanech, they, they, they were mechadish, they sanctified the Kohanim in general and the Kohen Gadol specifically. During those seven days, they would constantly rebuild the Mishkan. And at the end of those same seven days came the Yom Hashmini, the eighth day, in which HaKadosh Baruch Hu appeared to all of Am Yisrael um, at the time of the Chanukah, the dedication of the Mishkan. The Pasuk there says, Kasher Asaba Yom Hazet, just like you did on this day, on this day when you're dedicating the Mishkan and you're sanctifying the Kohanim, Tziva Hashem La'asot, so too God commanded you to do in the future. And here the Gemara brings two different possibilities, La'asot and L'chaper Alechem. The Gemara Darshan's La'asot is referring to Ma'asei Para, and L'chaper is referring to Ma'asei Yom HaKippurim. From here Rabbi Yochanan learns Two different halachas. First of all, he learns the halacha of our Mishnah, the Mishnah that you separate a coin gadol before the avoda of Yom Kippurim. They separate him from his house and they place him in the Lishkat Palhedrin. Secondly, the Gemara also learns from here, Rabbi Yochanan learns from here a separate halacha, which is similar, that seven days before you burn the para aduma, the para aduma which was burnt at Harazetim, and its ashes were used in the purification process, if somebody was a Tamei Mace, somebody was, was, uh, was Tamei, uh, because he came into contact with somebody who was dead, the only way to purify him would be to sprinkle on him the water which the afer of the Paraduma was mixed into. So you would take a Paraduma, once every, who knows how many years when they found a Paraduma, they would burn it and they would keep the ashes and then those ashes would be used in, for the purification process for anybody who is a tummy mace. So the, the Mishnah in Para says that seven days before the coin would burn the Para, they would separate the coin, this coin, um, from his house, and they would tell him to go to a Lishka, one of the offices, which was on the north side of the, of the Mikdash. According to Rabbi Yochanan, these two halachas have one source. The source is that pasuk, which 
is referring to the Miluim. Kasher just like you did on this day during the dedication of the Beis Hamikdash of the Mishkan, so too you should do in the future when laasot elu maasei para lechaper lechem. This is avodas Yom Kippurim. So from here we learn that seven days before Yom Kippur, one has to separate the coin gadol from his from his house and place him in the lishkas polhedrin. As I mentioned, this is the opinion of Rabbi Yochanan. However, Reish Lakish learns the din of separating the Kohen Gadol before the Avodah of Yom Kippurim from a separate source. The Gemara Daf Gimlom Beis says as follows: Elamar Reish Lakish. After Reish Lakish asked a bunch of questions on Rabbi Yochanan, Elamar Mehechayalif. Reish Lakish, where do you learn it from? Amar Misinai. I learned it from Sinai. Dichtiv. The Moshe Rabbeinu, before he went up to Sinai, he was covered by clouds for six days, and only on the seventh day was he able to go up to Sinai. According to Reish Lakish, we understand the connection to Avodos Yom Kippurim. Basically, Har Sinai was a Makom Shechina. It was where a it was where Moshe Rabbeinu met HaKadosh Baruch Hu Kaviyachal, as it were, and before Moshe Rabbeinu went up to Har Sinai, he had to prepare himself by separating himself for six days, and only on the seventh day he was able to go up to Har Sinai. Parallel to Moshe Rabbeinu going up to Har Sinai, the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur enters the Kachak Dashem, the inner sanctum. He goes into the, he doesn't only go into the Hechal, but he actually goes into the Kachek Kadashim. The Kachek Kadashim is where the Aron is, the Kachek Kadashim is Kavliachol, where the Shechina resides, and before the Kohen Gadol is allowed to go into the Makkah Shechina, again he has to separate himself for a period of time, and only then is he allowed to go into Makkah Shechina. The Shita of Reishakish makes a lot of sense, and as a matter of fact, there are a lot of parallels between the Shechina that, that Am Yisrael experienced at Sinai and the continuation of the Shechina as, uh, as experienced in the Mikdash. As a matter of fact, the Ramban, in a famous piece, the Ramban al Torah, claims that the Mikdash is a continuation of the Sinai experience. Therefore, the position of Reish Lakish makes a lot of sense just like Moshe Rabbeinu had to separate himself and prepare himself to go up to Har Sinai, where he would, as it were, meet HaKadosh Baruch Hu, meet the Shechina Panim El Panim, so too, the Kohen Gadol, before he goes into the Kachel HaKadoshim, has to separate himself in order to prepare himself for that great Mifkash, that rendezvous with the Shechina on Yom HaKippur. On the other hand, the position of Rabbi Yochanan that learns out the separation of seven days before Yom Kippur from Miluim, at first glance seems a little bit odd. The separation of the of the Kohen or the Kohen Gadol during the seven days of the Miluim was part of the process through which the Kohanim and the Kohen Gadol, Aaron Kohen and his children, attained their sanctification, attained their status as Kohanim as and as Kohen Gadol respectively. However, when it comes to Yom Kippur, we're dealing with somebody who was already appointed as a Kohen Gadol. The status of a Kohen Gadol, he's had perhaps for years. 
Nevertheless, each year, as Yom Kippur arrives, he has to separate himself for seven days in order to do the Avodah of Yom Kippurim. The question obviously is, what is the relationship between the separation of, the, of Aaron and his children during the seven days of the Miluim and the halacha of being mafish to Kohen Gadol before he does the Avodah on Yom Kippur? In order to explain the position of Rabbi Yochanan, Mori Rebbe, Rabbi Yochanan quoted a Rambam and a Ravid. The Rambam in Hilchos Klei Miktash, Perek Dalet Halach Yud Gimel, says as follows, Ketzar Mar Bibgadim, how would they be Mar a Kohen with Bugadim? When you Mar a Kohen with Bugadim, he becomes a Kohen Gadol. A regular Kohen wears only four Bugadim. A Kohen Gadol wears Shmona Begadim. Not only does he wear the regular four Begadim of a Kohen Hedyot, but on top of that he has another four Begadim. The Choshem Mishpat, the Tzitz, uh, etc. Uh, the question is, how does one, how does a Kohen Hedyot attain the status of a Kohen Gadol? So the answer is, we're Mar Begadim. So the Ram asks, Ketzan Mar Begadim? How are we Mar Begadim? And therefore, how does how does he attain the status as a Kohen Gadol? The Rabbim says, Love Shmon Abgadim, Uposhtam, Vichozevalovsham, Lamacha Shivat Yamim, Yom Achayom. For seven days, one day following the next, he puts on the Shmon Abgadim, which are unique to a Kohen Gadol, and then he takes them off. The next day again, he puts them on, and he takes them off. For seven days, day after day. Shne'emar Shivat Yamim, Yabashem Akoin Tachtav Nibanav. Because it says you should put on the coin who will take over for the coin Gadol should put on the begadim for seven days. There are two ways in which a coin hedyot can be established as a coin Gadol. One, as I mentioned, is riboy begadim, putting on the eight garments of a coin Gadol for seven days, day after day. The other possibility is Meshicha B'Shemen HaMishcha. The Kohen HaGadol is also known as the, as the Kohen HaMashuach. He's the Kohen that was anointed. The, therefore, one way of establishing the Kohen Gadol is through Meshicha B'Shemen HaMishcha. So the Ram says, just like the status uh, as a coin Gadol is gained through Reboi B'Gadim for seven days, one day after the next, so too, if we want to establish him as a coin Gadol through Meshicha B'Shemen HaMishcha, by anointing him with the Shemen HaMishcha, that too is done for seven days day, day after day. K'Shem Shereboi B'Gadim Zayin, Kach Meshicha B'Shemen HaMishcha, Shiva, Yom Achayom. Ve'im Avad Kodem Shistrabe B'Gadim Kol Shiva, if he doesn't have the seven-day process, but he wore the, the eight garments only once, or he was anointed only once, that's enough, because once he was anointed once, or he wore the begadim once, he becomes a coin gadol l'chol dava. Obviously, the Ramam here creates a little bit of a challenge, if he's a Kohen Gadol Chol Dover, after once, why is it necessary for him to to uh, to put on the garments seven days day after day, or to be anointed seven days day after day? This is a question that bothered the Ravid. 
The Ravid in, in his Hasaga on the Rambam writes as follows. Amr Avraham Nirevi Dvarav Yamim Shahaya Behemam Shicha Lohaya Oved During those seven days in which he was anointed, he wouldn't do any malacha. He would be anointed and then he would go back to his house. And the same is true with the Reba Begadim. He would t- put on the Begadim, the eight Begadim, and then he would take them off immediately. The Ein Zemina Chachma. There's no wisdom in this. Elak Sha'amru Nitraba Shivanim Shach Shiva. Dima'in and Shiva Lechatchila. We need seven days Lechatchila. Hani Milavodat Yom Kippurim. Ava Lavodat Otara Yamim Becholyom Ovei Bishman Begadim. When we say that he has to go through the entire process of seven days day after day, that's only in order to do the Avodah on Yom Kippur. However, to do a regular days of work, like a Kohen Gadol, for that it's sufficient to have Reboi Begadim even only once. And therefore, during the seven days in which he would put on the extra garments, or in which he would be anointed, after he would be anointed or put on those those eight, I'm sorry, the eight garments, he would be able to do Malacha on that day, and there's no reason he shouldn't do Malacha on that day. It's only Avodas Yom Kippur, which he shouldn't do Lechat until he completes the seven-day process. But as far as whether he can be obeyed as a, yom, as a Kohen Gadol on a regular day, there's no reason not to. And therefore the Ravid claims that during the seven-day process, he would actually work as a Kohen Gadol, Bishmon Begadim. From the Ravid, we see one thing. From the Ravid, we see that the status of a Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur is different than the status of a Kohen Gadol the entire year. The entire year, it's enough to have Reboi B'gadim once. It's enough to have Meshicha B'Sham and Meshicha once. There's no reason that one should need the seven-day process, even L'chad Chila. However, regarding Yom Kippur, true B'diyavad, if he didn't go through the seven-day process, one day is enough in, to allow him to do the Avodah Shem Kippurim, but lechatchila, and according to the Ravid, it sounds like it's a dinda oraisa. It's from the Torah. Lechatchila, in order to do the Avodah on Yom Kippur, one has to go through the seven-day process of establishing him as a Kohen Gadol, and only then he can do the Avodah. Only then should he do the Avodah on Yom Kippur. Based on this Ravid, Rav Salvechik explained that according to Rav Yochanan, just like during the Miluim, the Kohen Gadol attained his status as a Kohen Gadol, so too, every year before Yom Kippur, a Kohen Gadol has to attain the, a higher status that's specific to the Avodah Siyom HaKippurim. Just like according to the Ravid, we see that even though one becomes a Kohen Gadol by being anointed once or by, or by Reba B'gadim only once, nevertheless, to, to do Avodah Shem Kippurim, one needs a higher status which requires a seven-day process. So too, each year, as Yom Kippurim approaches, in order to prepare himself and to attain that special status of a Kohen Gadol which is required for the Avodah Shem Kippurim, the Kohen Gadol separates himself for seven days just like during the Miluim. And during that seven-day process, he attains the higher status required for Avodah Yom Kippurim. For, furthermore, it's possible to say that even the Rambam agrees that the seven-day process was basically needed because a special status of a Kohen Gadol is needed for Avodah Yom Kippurim, not for a regular day. However, according to the Rambam, Lechatchila, 
in order to do the avodah even on a regular day, one should be a kohen gadol who is capable of doing everything a kohen gadol can do all year round. In other words, in order to do the avodah as a kohen gadol on a regular day, one should attain the stat the special status of a kohen gadol required for Yom Kippur. If one doesn't attain the status of a kohen gadol required for Yom Kippur, one should not do the avodah of a kohen gadol even on a regular day. And therefore, during those seven days, after the first day, he is a kohen gadol l'chol davar, he is allowed to do avodah as a kohen gadol, but nevertheless, l'chatchila, he should not do avodah, because he has not yet attained the status of a kohen gadol for the entire year, including Yom Kippur. The status of a kohen gadol for Yom Kippur he has not yet attained. But be that as it may, from the rivalry we see very, very clearly that a Kohen Gadol has to achieve a special status in order to do the Avodah, which is specific to Yom Kippur. As a matter of fact, aside from Yom Kippur, the Avodah which a Kohen Gadol does in the Mikdash is the same as the Avodah as a Kohen Hedyot. There's nothing special that a Kohen Gadol does. It's true that a Kohen Gadol is no Tel Chelek Barosh. He has precedence over other Kohanim to do the regular Avodah which a Kohen Hedyot can do. But he doesn't do an avoda which is unique and only a kohen gadol can do, which is puzzled by a kohen hedyot. The only avoda that he does, which is puzzled for a kohen hedyot, and only a kohen gadol sh- sh- can do, is avodah shemakipurim, where the Gemara says, "Ein ha'avoda kshera el A kohen hedyot that does the avoda on Yom Kippur is like a czar. It's like somebody who's not a kohen doing regular avoda. He's not, a coin hedyot is not allowed to do the avoda on Yom Kippur. However, regarding all other avodos, a coin gadol is only taking precedence in doing a regular avoda, which a coin hedyot can do as well. In other words, only on Yom Kippur do we have avodos which require the status of a coin gadol. In order to support this idea, the Rav Salvechi quoted a Gemara on Daftal Amralif. The Gemara says as follows, Perhaps one would think that a coin gadol that has to do hafrasha of seven days before Yom Kippur has to do that only the first time he does the avoda. When he's a newly appointed coin gadol, the first time that he has to do avoda Yom Kippur, he needs hafrasha seven days. However, in subsequent years, he no longer needs afrasha. What does this indicate? It indicates that the, that the afrasha, the point of the afrasha, the purpose of the afrasha, is in order to attain a special status as a coin gadol. Once that status was, was attained, there's no reason that one has to repeat that performance year after year. The first time that he's a coin gadol, as he prepares for his first avodah Yom Kippurim, he has to separate himself for seven days. Once he's attained that status, that special status of a coin gadol, who's qualified to do the Avodah of Yom Kippurim, so he's attained that status for life. And therefore, the, the next year, there's no reason that he has to once again repeat the Afrasha. So the Gemara says, no, that's not true. But this Havamina clearly indicates that the Afrasha, the purpose of the Afrasha, is in order to attain a special status of a Kohen Gadol in preparation to do the Avodah of Yom Kippurim. According to the Maskana, it's possible that the Gemara rejects this idea totally, or it's possible that the Gemara retains this idea. However, this preparation, this attainment of a special status 
of a Kohen Gadol for Yom Kippur has to be renewed each and every year. One has to attain a special status to, to do the Avoda of Yom Kippur for this year. One has to, once again, prepare himself to attain the status to do the Avodah Yom Kippur for the following year. And therefore, the Afrasha has to, repeated, has to be repeated year after year, even if we claim that the purpose of the Afrasha is to attain a special status of Kohen Gadol, to qualify him to do Avodas Yom Kippurim. If we adopt this approach, it will force us to explain the Afrasha of a Kohen, who has to do the srefa of the para-aduma in some other way. It can't be explained in this way because uh, a, the, you don't require a Kohen Gadol to do, hafrash, to do, to do the srefa of, of the para-aduma. And therefore, to assume that we're talking about a special status of Kuna Gadola certainly won't apply within the context of para-aduma, and therefore, one will have to find some other explanation to explain why you need a frasha for a coin before Paraduma, but that's a point which you know goes beyond the scope of today's year. The Rev then asked, why is it that we need a special status of a Kohen Gadol for Avodis Yom Kippurim? What's so unique, what's so special about Avodis Yom Kippurim that requires a special status beyond the regular status of a Kohen Gadol, B'chol Shanakula? And what he claimed was, was that there the special status of a Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur is because not only does he, have, does he require the Kedusha of a Kohen Gadol, but he has to be somebody who personifies Aaron HaKohen himself. As a matter of fact, the entire Avodos Yom Kippurim was given over specifically to Aaron. The Pasuk says, Achrei Mo Shnei B'nei Aaron, Akash Baruch Hu tells, tells uh, Aaron HaKohen, And Hashem told Moshe after the death of his two children, Tell Aaron that he's not allowed to go into the Kodesh Kedoshim whenever he wants. If he wants to go in, This is how Aaron comes to the Kodesh, and then the Torah describes the entire Avodos Yom Kippurim. There's not a single word here mentioned about Yom Kippur. It sounds like Aaron is not allowed to go into the Kodesh Kedoshim unless he does this particular avoda. Then he can go in whenever he wants. Yom Kippur is only mentioned at the end, when it talks about Lidoros. This should be a chok, a law, forever, that it should be done on Yom Kippurim. And the Kohen who comes and replaces, and who comes Tachat, who comes in place of Aaron during Yom Kippur should should do this avoda. The Gra therefore claimed that in the Midbar, Aaron was able to do the Avodah Yom Kippur on any day that he wanted. Whenever he wanted to go into the Kach Kadashim, he would do the Seder Avodah. Lidoros, after Aaron passed away, Lidoros, it's only done once a year on Yom Kippur by one of the descendants of Aaron. But basically the permission to go into the Kach Kadashim was the per- permission that was granted to Aaron. And therefore, when on Yom Kippur, 
when a Kohen Gadol goes into the country of Kedoshim, he's not doing it because of his, his status as a Kohen Gadol, because he has the Kedusha of a Kohen Gadol, but rather he's doing it as descendant of Aaron. Aaron was granted the permission to, the, to go into the country of Kedoshim whenever he wanted. On Yom Kippur, his descendant, who is a replacement and a personification of Aaron, goes into the Kodesh Kadashim as re- representing Aaron, as playing the role of Aaron within the Seder Avodah of the Avodas Yom HaKippurim. According to Rav Salvechik, this idea is expressed in the Piyot Atakananta, which describes the Avodas Yom HaKippurim. In the Piyot, you find the following passage, Tachat Aaron migiz'o ya'amod l'sharet l'fanecha b'yom ha'slicha. The, the, the term Tachat Aaron, refers to the Kohen Gadol who does the Avoda on Yom HaKippurim, and it refers to him as being Tachat Aaron, somebody who comes in place of Aaron, who personifies Aaron. Tachat Aaron This is the idea that the Kohen Gadol for Avodah Yom HaKippurim has to be a personification of Aaron HaKohen. Rav Salvechik then took took this idea one step further. The Gemara in Yoma, Daftal Ramadalar 4a, quotes a brisa that supports the position of Rabbi Yochanan. Tanya Kavate Rabbi Yochanan. There's a brisa which agrees, which corresponds to the Shita of Rabbi Yochanan. The brisa says as follows: Bezot Yavo Aaron el Hakodesh. The pasuk Bezot Yavo Aaron el Hakodesh. Bamesha Amor Binyan. Maihi. What does it say regarding the Inyan Miluim, which we go ahead and reenact before Yom Kippur? He separated himself for seven days, and then on the eighth day he did the Avoda. And Moshe told him over the halachas during that seven-day period, in order to prepare him for the for the service. So too, in future generations, a coin gadol separates himself for seven days, and then he does the service for one day, on Yom Kippur. And two scholars who are the who are the students of Moshe, most in local Shiva, teach him halachas for all seven days, in order to prepare him for the, the service. From here we learn that a coin gadol has to be separated from his house to the Lishkar Parhedrin seven days prior to Yom Kippur. In other words, not only are we in reenacting the events of the Miluim by having the Kohen Gadol come in place and personify Aaron, but the Miluim process, the seven days of Afrasha, which are parallel to that in the Miluim, also have somebody who's playing the role of Moshe Rabbeinu. You have two Talmidei Chachamim who are assigned to teach the Kohen Gadol the Halachas in order to prepare himself for the Avodah on Yom Kippur. And these two Tamir Chachamim are Tamidei Moshe Rabbeinu. And they're coming and they're playing the role of Moshe. So what you ha- we have is 
the seven days of Afrasha are actually a reenactment of the Miluim in preparation for, on the one hand, the Yom Hashmini, on the other hand, for the Avodah of the Yom HaKippurim. This idea of reenacting the Miluim before Yom Kippur corresponds to an idea that I mentioned in the first uh, shear of this series. Uh, there we spoke about the Yudgil Midos, and we talked about how on Elul, or maybe specifically on Yom Kippur, the Yudgil Midos are a reenactment of the events of that first Yom Kippur, where Moshe Rabbeinu came down with the second Luchos and gave the Yudgil Midos over to Klai Yisrael when they experienced the Hashras Hashchina on the face of Moshe Rabbeinu. We're not going to repeat everything that was said in that shir. And we made, I made a general comment that Mo'adei Yisrael in general, Yom Tovin in general, are not only to remember past events, but they're to re-experience and to reenact past events. In our context, we have a reenactment of the Miluim. But let's go back historically to what the Miluim, what the Miluim originally were. Of course, the Miluim were a dedication of the Mishkan. However, within the specific historical context of the building of the Mishkan, one has to remember that the Mishkan, or the Tzivoy of the Binyan of the Mishkan, to, to build the Mishkan, came immediately after the Kapara on the Chet Egel. Following the Chet Egel, the sin of the golden calf, Moshe Rabbeinu eventually attains Kapara for Am Yisrael and comes on Yom Kippur, he comes down with the second set of tablets, with the Luchos Hashniyos, and immediately after, he tells over to the people that they're commanded to build the Mishkan. And many of the Mepharshim connect the Mishkan with the Chet HaEgel. Furthermore, there are quite a few Midrashim that look at Yom HaShemini, after the seven days of the Miluim, the, the eighth day where HaKadosh Baruch Hu is supposed to reveal His glory, His Shekhinah, to Am Yisrael as being a further step in the Kapar for the Chet Egel. Since Sinai, Am Yisrael as an Am did not experience the, the Shekhinah. Moshe Rabbeinu experienced that as an, as an individual. But Am Yisrael as a nation did not experience the Shekhinah. It's only on Yom HaShmini, Ki by Yom HaZeh, Hashem Yira Aleichem. And what they have eventually, by attaining that Gilo Yishchina, is a, the message that the Chet HaEgel, has, that they've achieved full Kapara for the Chet HaEgel. And it's obvious that the theme of Kapara for the Chet HaEgel is intrinsically connected with what Yom Kippur is. Yom Kippur historically is the day in which Am Yisrael achieved Kapara for the Chet HaEgel. That's why Yom Kippur has the quality of a day of Kapara. And eventually that Kapara was deepened by Yom Hashmini, which even though it actually took place on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, that the Kapara of the Chet HaEgel was deepened when the Mishkan was finally established. However, even the establishment of the Mishkan was only an incomplete Kapara, insofar as all the kabanos of the Mishkan were kabanos chutz. They were not kabanos that were brought inside, although the kabanos of the Mishkan, of the of Yom Hashmini, are very, very similar to the, kabana, to the kabanos of Oros Yom HaKippurim. But there's one distinction. The kabanos of Oros Yom HaKippurim, some of them, the power and the seir, are, the, the dam is sprinkled in the Kachayak Kadashim. The coin goddle goes into the Kachayak Kadashim. However, with respect to the kabanos of Yom Hashmini, 
all the kabbalos are on the mizbeach achitzo. As a matter of fact, according to the psukim, it would appear that Nadav and Avihu, the two children of Aaron, who did go into the Kajay Kadashim with an Eish Asher Lotzivashem with a Ktoris, they went into the Kodesh Kadashim with a Ktoris, were killed. They were destroyed. So we see that on Yom Ashmini, which is parallel to Avaris Yom Kippurim, there is no possibility of going inside to the Kodesh Kadashim. One has to remain outside. One is not allowed to go into the Kodesh Kadashim. It's only by Achrei Mochnei Bnei Aaron, in the wake of the death of the two children of Aaron, who went into the Kodesh Kadashim on Yom Ashmini, that eventually Aaron attains the full, complete Kapara, and he's allowed to go into the Kodesh HaKadashim, Bizot Yavo Aaron Al HaKodesh, he goes into the Kodesh HaKadashim, and that uh, act is traditionally done year after year on Yom Kippur. B'chodesh HaShvi, B'asol HaKodesh, Tanuat Nafshotechem, and on that day, the descendants of Aaron go into the Kodesh Kadashim, just as Aaron was eventually allowed to go into the Kodesh Kadashim. So in other words, the entire theme of Yom Kippur is a kapara for the Chet Egel. That kapara, the first stage of that kapara was the original Yom Kippur, when Moshe Rabbeinu came down to Luchos Shniyos. A further stage was accomplished on Yom HaShmini, when Kibe Yom HaShem Echem, Am Yisrael experienced the glory of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and the, the Kapara was eventually totally complete when Aaron, who had a certain failing in the initial Chet Egel, was eventually allowed through the Seder Avoda of Avodos Yom to go into the Kach Kadashim the Fnaiv Lefnim. From this perspective, to view the Avodos Yom as having elements which reenact the Chanukas HaMishkan, the dedication of the Mishkan, the seven days of separation, and then the Avodah of Yom Ashmini, makes a lot of sense within the context of seeing Yom Kippur as a reenactment of those events which led up to the Kapara for the Chet Egel. And Halavai, we shall all be Zokha to Kapara for the Chet Egel and all the rest of our sins.